Hello and welcome to the OPG Inspire podcast. My name is Robert Roach, your host in the wonderful world of leading with abundance and organizational development. Today, I'm excited to be kicking off the first in a series of microcasts in which I interview with an OPG partner to discuss a concept or model that's frequently taught in our courses. Today, I sat down with co-founder and partner at OPG, Tony Panos. Tony specializes in executive coaching and team training. He teaches, consults, and facilitates group meetings to improve organizational culture and to streamline operations. I've been working with Tony closely for two years, and even in the 15 minutes I spent recording this podcast, I was still learning from him. All I can say is that I'm really excited to do more interviews with Tony in the future. He can effortlessly share his deep knowledge of leadership skills and tools to improve any organization. Today, we got to talk about a concept that he commonly teaches called the management progression model, and it was a great conversation. With that, my interview with Tony Panos. All right, so we're live. Ah, here we go. <laughs> um, welcome, Tony. Welcome. Uh, it's really great to have you on the OPG Inspire podcast. Thank you, Robert. Uh, can we talk a little bit about who you are and what you're doing right now for our audience? Sure, Tony Panos. Um, I am one of the partners at OPG, and my background, just a quick background, is uh, with uh, spent many years with Burger King Corporation, working my way up through the ranks to the point where I was in charge of franchise operations for the state of New Jersey for a period of time. I then moved on to being director of training for a consulting organization that was based in Europe, did that for four years. And then upon coming back to the States, I took a position with uh, Cornell University as their director of management programs in the ILR school, Industrial and Labor Relations, and did that until um, I took a retirement package from Cornell and did the consulting work full time and uh, formed OPG uh, several years back. Awesome. Awesome. And so uh, what are you working on now at OPG? Any uh, big programs coming down the pike? Well, the one thing that's that's in my bonnet at this particular moment is uh, really creating a on-the-go coaching package, mm -hmm. something that people can access independently and get a coach to work through challenges, issues, um, things that they see coming down the pike that they'd like an ear for and somebody that can help them process and work that through. Okay, interesting. So maybe we'll hear more about that in the future. And uh, maybe we can get some feedback from some of our listeners on what they'd like to see as well. That would be great. So uh, we're here to talk a little bit about some of the models that we frequently teach here at OPG. And uh, the big one that I'd like to bring to the table today is something called the management progression model. So could you tell us what this model is? Sure. The management progression model is something that we created quite a long time ago because we were always were having a hard time creating a visualization of what some people normally are challenged with as they move from one level in an organization to another. And many times that move has to do with not only doing their technical skills, but actually introducing the supervision concept or the management and leadership concept into their, their daily work. And so what this model does is try to illustrate what is going on and the tension that they feel and being able to explain it so then they can start dealing with it in a way that's productive for their own development. Now, the way that I've seen you teach this model is that you actually have a, a handout. It's a document, and yep. I've got one right here in my hand. And uh, we'll also provide it on our social media with this podcast so that you can check it out for yourselves, listeners. Um, and uh, what I'm seeing is, is 
it's going to be kind of hard to describe. So yeah. <laughs> do you want to try to describe sure. what I'm looking at and, and why it looks this way? Yeah, the, the, the rectangle really is, in, in, as it, the title suggests, is a progression. So if we start on the left-hand side, most individuals begin their work life, either within a specific organization or just out of school, really around the ability to do certain functions and certain work or the ability to learn those items so they can do it. So in the beginning, as a staff person, it's all about getting a particular task done or series of tasks done and integrating those tasks within an organization. As you move to the right on this, in this rectangle, there's a shift that starts to occur. It's those hands-on technical skills and activities that start to diminish in importance. Now, again, the, the, how much they diminish depends on your role within the organization. But they start to diminish. And what occupies that space in the, um, the, the space that's created is that manage, management and leadership capacity. So as you start a transition from a staff person to perhaps a lead individual or then into supervision or management or whatever, there is that shift that occurs that you're no longer solely responsible for tasks that are getting done, but you're also responsible for people, processes, and other things within the institution. And it's that transition that continues as you move to higher and higher levels within an organization, the emphasis is more on that management and leadership capacity and less and less on the hands-on. Look, the majority of folks that are within organizations or throughout their careers probably attain a level somewhere in the middle or to just the right of the middle of the rectangle. So what they do, their knowledge or their connection to the work still is pretty strong. But their connection to and their ability and capacity to lead and to manage is also extremely important in order for them to be successful in the, the company organization they're working in because you're no longer defined solely by your um your, your hands-on work, but you're being defined by your ability to really leverage your um, skills as a manager and a leader so others are more successful and you're achieving organizational goals. So as you go to the, to the right side of this, you're taking on more management, less and less hands-on oriented skills. What are the challenges that a lot of people tend to face? Well, there are, there are several actually, and, and one of the most fundamental is this belief, whether it's conscious or unconscious, I tend to think it's somewhat conscious, that the skills that made me successful on the, on the left side of the chart, those, those tasks and hands-on skills, the work, the daily work skills, are the skills that are going to make me successful in the, on the right side of the chart and around the management and leadership skills. And there's nothing further than the truth than that. You, but this is not an individual challenge. It's also an organizational challenge. Because what I found is many organizations promote the, the best worker, the best person at a particular task or group of tasks. And they make this belief or they make this mental leap and say to themselves that because they're that good at being an employee and with, and with that definition, they have to be that good as a manager, as a leader. But there's nothing further than the truth. It's, it's a false assumption that people make and organizations make. So the, the most fundamental component of this is understanding that there are different competencies and different skill sets that are required for the left-hand side and for the right-hand side of the chart. One other challenge that comes to mind you know, with regard to this is when you start working in that right-hand side in that management and leadership space, we tend to default because we're not, um, we're not truly ingrained in what our competency requirements are on that management and leadership side. When we start getting pressure from either the organization, the marketplace, or any number of locations, we tend to default back to those items that we knew best, which is that doing the daily work. 
And so that creates a, a situation where one of two things can happen. We get so enmeshed into the, the, the daily work that we end up forgetting about other people that work for us. So we're so focused, laser focused on getting more work product out. So we want that throughput. And that's defining success because that's what the organization wants from us that we then don't manage. The opposite of that is also true to the point where we become micromanagers because we want the work to be done. We want it to be done well and accurately. And well means they want it done my way. So then I end up micromanaging folks in order to ensure that they're getting the work done and getting it done in a quality way. See, either ends of that spectrum are problematic. You know, either no managing or with a micromanaging. And we need to be able through the use of this model and also looking at competencies to find a happy center point to be able to exercise the competencies that are required as managers and leaders in an effective way when it's appropriate and when it's they're needed, but also keep a hand in the daily work so that we can stay tied to that and be effective leaders of the people that are actually doing the work. So it seems like an important element of being successful in this spectrum is self-awareness, obviously. And uh, so how do, you know, how does our listener or, you know, our manager or anyone in any position, how does someone use this model or something else to gain that kind of awareness, know where they are and what they should do next or how, what they should focus on next? Well, I, I, I think that, um, one thing that somebody needs to do is spend some time with the model and understand beyond what the model is showing, because this is a simplistic representation of what's actually happening. But to be able to do a deeper dive into that management and leadership side of the, um, of the rectangle so that they understand clearly what the, um, the competencies are in order for them to practice, learn, of course, and practice so that they become really well-versed in them and can use them on a, on a a regular basis and then be able to see using the model again from the visual so at questioning themselves and saying so what is the best use of my time in this particular moment because if I see myself getting back into doing the work of the work um, I need to be able to step back for a moment and say is this the best use of my time and in some cases it is but in other cases it's not and be able to say then, looking at the, the competencies that I should be exercising from a leadership side, if I exercise X, Y, or Z competency from the leadership component, can I be even more effective in this moment than actually doing the work of the work? Now, you have a program coming up next week that seems to kind of talk to a lot of these, uh, a lot of these issues and a lot of these uh, personal development points that you're talking about now. Could you tell us a little bit about what's going, what's going on next week? Yeah, the next week we have our Abundance Leadership uh, Program. Um, we do this twice a year. We do it in Vermont. It is a four-day program, which is a deep, deep dive into um, your leadership as an individual and the components that really created who you are as a leader. There are elements that um, are indoors that are in you know classroom style uh, environments and there are also outdoor activities that are done in order to get people to be able to become self-reflective on what is comfortable for them, what's not comfortable for them. We put them into situations where they get a little bit uncomfortable. Uh, they also take a deep dive as to what are their value systems and where did they come from and how those values then manifest themselves into behaviors that we use as leaders. Now, most of those values are manifested into behaviors that are extremely positive and very helpful. 
but sometimes we have a disconnect because we have a value that manifests itself in a behavior that becomes counterproductive as a leader. And we need to be able to explore those, those things. We have a very small cohort of individuals. And so feedback is rich and frequent in the four days that people are there. And it comes from both the facilitators and also from their, um, their peers, their cohorts within the, um, within the program. We do it twice a year at this particular point. And um, again, we maintain the small cohort in order to be able to ensure that that feedback loop is comfortable and rich. It sounds amazing. And hopefully you get to sneak some skiing in there too. We try to. Tony didn't mention it before, but he's actually a prolific skier. So uh, it's, it's always good to get up there, I bet. It is. That's it awesome. Is. Well, Tony, thank you so much for your time today. And uh, we're looking forward to having you on the show in the future. Great. Robert, thank you very much. Absolutely. You have just listened to my interview with Tony Panos, partner at OPG and the first of many microcasts that will describe important models that we use every day in our consulting. To learn more about Tony and his work at OPG, head over to orgpg.com. Also, if you'd like to see this model for yourself, check out any of our social media pages. We will be posting the image along with this episode when it is published. I'm going to skip my usual outro for these microcasts and instead encourage you to engage us in the conversation. If you learned something from this episode or have a question, come comment on our social media post for this episode. Let's get the conversation started. We are dedicated to expanding communication on how to make better companies, connections, and a better world. So why not get started right now? Jump online, go to your favorite social media site, search Organizational Performance Group, and say hi. I'll see you there. With that, this is Robert Roach, signing off.